Welcome to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna and I am your host. This is a witchy podcast for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the social media pages for the podcast at Cat's Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cat's Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, witchy peeps. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 67, and today's topic goes over when you lose your magical spark or that little magical touch that we feel like we have when we work with magic. So before we dive into that today, I have today's rune. Today's rune is Elhaz, starting on 156 in the book Taking Up the Runes, starting on that page. The old Germanic rune named Elhaz can be read as Elk. The protective force of Elhaz was incorporated in traditional bind runes and sigils, specifically the figure of the Helm of Agir, or the Helm of Terror, consisting of an eight-fold cross with Elhaz. It appears all the way from Iron Age carvings to Icelandic grimoires. Starting on page 158, it says describing Elhaz is as a sign of protection. The rune could also represent the solar stag, a U-boat, or even the divine twins. If one interprets the word Algiz, the swan, the rune could stand for the link between man and his figlija, or spirit guide, which may take an animal form. The protection element of Elhaz comes from one's relationship with a personal divinity. The word elk traces the rune's meanings back to old European hunt magic. It is also believed that its use as a Termination makes it primarily magical in function rather than serving as a sound rune like others. It is suggested that the Divine Twins were originally a Vanic pair such as Freyr and Freya. For her, the upright and reversed forms of the rune are feminine and masculine. When these two forms are combined in a bind rune, they represent marriage. It has also been pointed out that drawn sideways, the rune shape is called a crow's foot and links it to the raven symbolism of Valkyries. On page 161, it says the appearance of this rune in a reading almost certainly means protection for the quarant, possibly by means of drawing on natural power or allowing previously suppressed aspects of the personality to operate. It indicates a beneficent new influence willing sacrifice, the exchange of lesser for greater good. The quarant will be protected, or at least warned. The appearance of this rune indicates luck in the hunt, the successful outcome to a quest, success through striving, or rewarded effect. Elhaz is one of the most generally useful of runes in practical magic. Combined with other runes in a bind rune, it evokes the force of protection. In the book, a little bit of runes. Elhaz means facing difficulties head-on and resolving them. Rising high through achievement and battling to fulfill a dream. Good employment prospects, especially after a period of unemployment or threats to livelihood. And the reverse meaning of this rune says seeking an easy fix to problems or denying their existence, taking the route of least resistance, not seeing beyond the immediate situation. 
So the general breakdown of what this rune means is that it's a good rune to use if you are looking for some sort of protection. So now on to today's topic. Today's topic is when you lose your magical spark. And there could be a lot of reasons that we feel like we might lose our spark. Sometimes it might be a health reason. Sometimes you're just burnt out and need a break. And other times the loss of your spark might actually be a sign. I wanted to go over some of these examples with you that I'm gonna let you know in a second and what you might be able to do to get back into your witchy groove if you feel like things just don't feel the same anymore. Some of the topics that I'm going to go over today are if you feel like your magic just isn't working like it used to or as often, You feel like you aren't able to communicate or aren't getting responses from your deities or other spirits that you're used to working with. You feel down in the dumps and just don't feel like practicing magic right now. Also, you no longer are interested in the type of magic that you have done in the past and just aren't drawn to it anymore. And you work with others and the magic or environment just doesn't feel the same anymore. So... Throughout the rest of this episode, I'm going to go over each one of those topics and kind of give a little breakdown on how I perceive those myself. And some of it is based on personal experience and some of it is just based on how I might interpret if I come across those situations in my own life and through examples that I have heard about through other people. So the first one. You feel that your magic just isn't working like it used to or not as often. Sometimes our magic just doesn't work, and we don't always know why. Sometimes we do things exactly how we have always done it, but now it just kind of feels off, or the results we normally get are no longer manifesting. If you are used to getting results, this could be a good and bad thing that happens. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we can't always get what we want, even when it comes to magic. Just because we practice magic and witchcraft, it doesn't mean everything we ask for, that we'll get it. Sometimes we need a reminder to show us that we aren't all powerful and that good and bad things still can happen to us, no matter how much magic we do. Or sometimes we just need to roll with the punches and look for another way to solve our problems. Just because you don't get the results you wanted though, doesn't mean you didn't get anything wrong either. Sometimes you can follow all the steps that you have done before or follow a spell perfectly and the universe has different plans for you and maybe what you were asking for may ruin something bigger that is going on in the universe that needs to occur. So no matter how much you want something in particular to happen, there's no guarantees that it will even if you have had good success in the past. So if you still want to try what you're doing, maybe look into changing up the type of magic that you are used to getting results with. Maybe pick up some new books, maybe watch some videos and ask others what sort of other techniques that they do in a particular situation that you are in. Sometimes this change might be what you need and it could also help you evolve your practice. So maybe if it's not working, it could be a sign that you need to make a change in your practice or the universe might just be telling you, no, not today. 
The next example that I have, and it was when you feel like you aren't able to communicate or aren't getting the responses from your deities or your spirits that you usually work with. Sometimes communication with energies or spirits that we work with can affect our magic depending on our tradition and what we are using them for. If you use them for advice, it would definitely throw you off on what you expect if you were looking for questions or answers. Or if you work with them to have some sort of assistance or energy boost with your magic, that extra energy boost, if it isn't there, could definitely throw you off too if that's what you're used to. Just like when you feel that your personal magic is off, the best route might be to experiment with different styles of magic or different energies. This could help you find a different type of magic or energy or skill that you haven't used before. Continuing to expand your knowledge and opening up to other options can only benefit you, even just for emergency reasons. If you really want to work with those same energies, though, that you have done in the past, you can also poke around and try to see if you can get your communication to work again. If you work with deities and have an altar, maybe rearrange it or remove or add new offerings. Or you can add a new updated ceremony to remind those energies that you still want to work with them and keep communication up with them. Maybe also think a little bit as if you maybe promised to do something in the past for them. Have you missed something recently? Did you forget something that you've promised them to do or offer them? Did you promise them a feast? Or did you promise that if they helped you with results that you might light a candle for them every day? So maybe think back to those little things because maybe you forgot something and not necessarily on purpose, but just like any sort of relationship with people in your normal life, if you start forgetting promises that you've made, that could definitely affect your relationship or how people respond to you. And sometimes if you can't figure out what's going on, just like friends, energies can come and go. Maybe they think you no longer need to work with them, and this could be a sign that if you want to work with a similar style of magic, maybe look into working with other gods or other energies that might be able to assist you as well. And maybe this could just be a sign, too, that you should focus on your own energy and you actually don't really need that assistance anymore. The next situation is when you feel down in the dumps and you just don't feel like practicing magic right now. And this could be for a couple reasons. It could be for mental and physical health. Your mental and physical health can for sure make you feel burnt out or make you feel like you've lost your magical spark and maybe you no longer have an interest right now in working with magic. When your body is using energy to heal, no matter what type of healing it is, you might feel tired and no longer interested in your hobbies. Even if it's just for a short amount of time or a long amount of time, sometimes focusing on your health and stepping away from your magical work is more beneficial than forcing yourself to do things that might make it harder for you to heal or if your heart isn't fully into it while you're healing, your results with your magic also may suffer. If you are worried that taking a break from your magical work won't make you a witch anymore, don't worry about that. You're still a witch even if you're busy. We all get busy. If you want to try your best at least, maybe reduce what you're doing and keep it simple. You can do things like journaling, maybe reading just a couple pages a day in books, 
or you can listen to podcasts, watch videos. Even if you're not watching it, you can listen to videos as well. Or maybe just take a couple moments every day to do some sort of energy work visualizations and meditations, but focus that energy on your health and other things that might be going on in your life that could be burning you out. So when you feel that your health might be improving, then maybe think about building up your magical practice again and see where you stand after that. The next one is you're no longer interested in the type of magic that you've been working with in the past and or just not drawn to something anymore. There's nothing wrong if you are no longer interested in a particular type of magic that you have worked with in the past. If you are no longer interested in plants, maybe look into something else. That's just an example. If you feel like you are no longer getting results with a particular type of magic and you no longer want to work with it, you can change the techniques and the type of magic you do. You don't even have to have a reason. If you just feel like doing something different, look up something else and see what results you get. Sometimes changing up your habits can make you a stronger person and even help you progress spiritually and magically. Recently, I have been moving away from the idea of encouraging people to pick a type of which they are, even though early on in the podcast I did make an episode on the types of witches out there. But now, especially really working on the podcast and communicating with other witches, I feel like focusing too much on the type of witch you are, if you want like a fancy name, kind of pulls people down and they get so focused on their name that they let it hold them back and they focus on that name so much that they don't allow themselves to grow and they don't look into new things or just adding things to the practice. So if you're no longer interested in green magic or if you call yourself an astrology witch, if you are no longer into those things, you can either change your name of the type of witch you are or just call yourself a witch and study and use the types of magic that you like. Sometimes you might use them for a long term. Sometimes you might only use things on occasion. And that's perfectly okay. So don't feel like you have to be stuck in a particular type of magic just because of a name or just because you don't know what else to do. And that is where you want to start doing research. And the next one is you work with others or maybe you're in a coven and the magic or environment just doesn't feel the same anymore. If you've been working with a group of people for a while and sometimes you feel like you kind of need a change, maybe it's people are changing, maybe you're changing, or maybe some drama happened and you feel like things just don't feel the same anymore. And that's perfectly okay. Maybe it's because you're burnt out. Maybe it's because other people are burnt out and maybe people just aren't on the same page anymore or they don't have the same goal. When you work with other people, even though you still might have your solitary practice, if you are, say, in a coven or just getting with other groups of witches on occasion, you definitely want to make sure you're comfortable around them. Even if you don't know why you might be uncomfortable with the group, if it doesn't feel right, it's okay for you to walk away. Even if you're friends with them still, sometimes 
you just might not want to do magic with them anymore. So if you feel like you're in a situation where your coven doesn't feel right anymore, or maybe you're just working with a group or a particular friend and your goals don't align, or it just doesn't feel right, sometimes you need to go with your gut feeling, it is okay to walk away, either look for a new group or just focus on your solitary work. And maybe a break from a particular group only needs to be temporary because maybe you do just need to take some time for yourself to figure out what you want or what you need. So I have one more thing I wanted to go over. I didn't talk about this point early on in the episode because I wanted to get through the idea of if you feel like you lost lost your spark first. So what if you haven't lost your spark? If you're new to magic, just like when you're new in a relationship, everything is new, shiny, and exciting. You'll go all in and are super excited, but the longer you're in that relationship or practicing magic, it seems to become dull over time and just doesn't excite you the same way. If you feel like you are going through this, it's a very normal phase. As we get used to things, things become to feel normal and... When you think of magic, you don't think things are normal, but when you get used to something, it becomes normal to you. And there is nothing wrong with that. Or depending on how you got introduced to the craft, when you had less information, magic seems more mystical than it really is. Now that it's a part of your everyday life, you're just used to it. And with the more information that you have, the more mundane it feels. And sometimes when you're new to witchcraft, there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of false expectations. And now that you have experienced magic and have more information, those extra exciting bits of information and the expectations that you have are no longer interesting or you have more realistic expectations and found that a lot of things you might have believed or were being told and weren't sure about really aren't true. So maybe you didn't lose your spark. Your practice just became part of your everyday life and you have realistic expectations. Now that you know how to guide yourself or know how to look up information and are no longer believing everything that people are telling you, when you get more established into any hobby, organization, religion, relationship, eventually things get a little boring and that is completely normal. And if you wanna spice it up again, Maybe do more research and look into something new, but eventually that is going to go through a very similar phase unless you allow yourself to continuously evolve and grow and learn new information. So one more thing I want to go over, and maybe I should have mentioned this in the beginning of the episode, but I didn't think about it until after. If you feel like you actually have lost your magic, I personally do not believe that you actually lose your magic. There is magic within us, if you believe it or not. And once you become exposed to it, we can do some pretty awesome things as human beings. But until you try, things might not happen in a magically way. So maybe you are burnt out and you didn't lose your magic or you didn't lose your spark. Sometimes you just need to heal. Sometimes you just need to take a break. 
Just like when you work at a job, you need to take a vacation. And when stepping away from that job and coming back to the job, that vacation helps you feel a little bit more relaxed and not so stressed. Because even when doing magic and being a witch, if you do it often or you really focus on it and put a lot of energy into it, sometimes it is good to step away from it. I don't read witch books every day. I don't do spells all day every day. I only do spells every couple weeks and more often it's with my coven than when I do personal things because in my own solitary practice I try to solve things non-magically first or I'll do a lot more personal energy work and meditation to see what the best option might be. So sometimes you just need to make changes and I don't want you to think that you lost your magic and you are no longer a witch. Some people believe that you're born a witch, and maybe some people are, but some people don't realize it till they're a lot older. So it's not the fact that they didn't have magic the whole time, it's they are now just aware of it. And sometimes when you get tired, things are harder to do, just like if you're driving a car or trying to read a book. When you're tired, it's hard to do those things. So allow yourself to step back, take a break, and allow yourself to heal, or just relax. So this is all I have for you today on this episode and topic. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. You can also reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate every single one of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Blessed be.